Welcome to the Dry Ground Project podcast. Our goal is to create a global community of professionals caring for young adults aged out of orphanages and foster care. That's what we do. I'm your host, Callie. And I'm your co-host, Amanda. Welcome to the Dry Ground Project podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the very last episode of the first season of the Dry Ground Project podcast. This is bittersweet. Can you believe we're here, though? It, it, recording went fast. This is our fifth recording session. So we'll have now recorded 10 episodes in five sessions. Yeah. I don't know how other people do it, but that seems good to me. Yeah. And I mean, like, this is a, a side project, right? So we also have all of our normal work that we have to do. So I think five sessions of recording is really reasonable. Yeah. Go team. Good job. So um, at Lighthouse Transitional Care, where Amanda and I work, which I'm not going to explain for the 10th time (laughs) that you're listening to this podcast, I hope if you're listening to the wrap up, you've been listening to the other episodes and have been on this journey with us. So at the Lighthouse, in our life skills classes um, and other meetings that we have, we'll often ask our youth to name a high, low buffalo for the week since we've seen them. And that's simply something good that happened, something bad that happened, and something kind of weird, the the buffalo in the room, if you will, that has happened to them. And we thought it would be fun to name that for our podcasting experience so far. So Amanda, you go first. I will go first. So my high from the podcast was probably sitting down and getting started and um, kind of the nerves of going into uh, recording, uh, but it just was really fun from the start. My low is a fly that is flying around this room right now that I um, can hear, and that is bothering me, but apparently you, the listener, cannot hear it, so I'm being told. So I feel like I'm kind of like losing my mind, like I'm the only one who can hear it, you know? I can hear it. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh, And then my buffalo is my voice. I have been accused in the past. I'm looking her dead in the eyes while I say it. I've been accused in the past of having a quiet voice, a too quiet voice. And one of the microphones is uh, quieter than the other. So the first podcast we recorded, I was on the quiet microphone and I got yelled at for being too quiet now to be fair this is like Callie yelling which is it was the podcast editor yeah I often like to think of my my life in in the roles that I inhabit rather than it being me personally so the podcast editor yelled at you it's like with that's my a really good way to avoid responsibility <laughs> well I work with my husband so sometimes he's my co-worker and sometimes he's my husband. And sometimes they're the same, but sometimes they're not. So I think the roles are important. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Because, like, we're, we're best friends in real life. But I'm also your boss in office life. And so and I'm your boss in podcast and, life. Right. So our roles are constantly changing. So, yes, the podcast editor, Callie, yelled at me for being too quiet. But it was the microphone. Anyways, that's yeah. my buffalo. 
I'm sorry. I feel I, like these things get in your head more than I think they do <laughs> when I say them. Or, you know, it's impossible to predict what's going to happen. But, and I can be too blunt. But, you know, we're also just learning as we go. So there have been a lot of technical issues that have come up along the way. And you've probably noticed them if you're listening. So thanks for hanging with us as we learn how to podcast. What are your uh, kind of high-low buffalo moments from the podcast? Thanks for asking. I was waiting for you to ask. Um, My high, just to be a little different, because it was a huge relief, as you said, to like sit down and start recording because we dreamed of this for months, maybe even a year before we actually sat down to do it. I know a lot of people in my personal life who talk a big talk and have big dreams, but never really make them happen. And I'm not saying this podcast is a big dream and it's going to change our life or whatever, but it's a great creative outlet and a great way for us to advocate and kind of process through what we're doing in our professional life. So I really wanted to make it happen. And the moment where we sat down to record was a huge accomplishment for us. So pat on the back. Um, But I will say that my high, instead of the moment of sitting down to record, was all the meetings we had to prepare for podcast episodes. Because we often had them at one of our favorite little cafes with our favorite pastry that we've even mentioned on this podcast. It's so good, The almond croissant. Mm. Have we taken you, our producer, for an almond croissant? We haven't oh, taken him. We need to take him. Okay, we'll have we'll a celebrate. The when end of all the podcast episodes are edited, or maybe for our release, there we go. We will celebrate with an almond croissant. It's the best pastry we found in Riga. You're probably gonna cry. It's so good. Thank you. I have high expectations. Yeah. Yeah. They will be met. No worries. <laughs> they are so no good. Problem. Uh, the low is editing my own voice. I think this is a common feeling for a lot of podcasters, video producers, content creators, that it's just cringy to have to listen to yourself so much and critique yourself. And on that note, my buffalo is just being surprised at the weird things that come out of my mouth when I have a microphone in front of me. I've said some weird stuff, some of which you've heard and some of which is lost forever because I deleted it. So that's it. That's our high, low, and buffalo. Nice. It's a good. It's a good start to um, reviewing all of these all of these episodes that we've recorded so far. Mm-hmm. What have we talked about? <coughs> Let me pull up my notes. Fun here. What have we talked about? We've talked about um, what it is like to age out from our from youth that we work with. Um, we've heard from them, their experience and their stories. Uh, and, um, that was probably one of my favorite episodes to, to kind of go back and listen to just because I am so proud of them and I'm so proud of who they are individually. Um, just like with, with all of our youth. Um, but it also gave me a bit more of like a hunger for hearing more stories which is something I would love to look forward to in other seasons is to hear from people that aren't in our country but are in the U.S. and what their experience was um, or just anywhere else in the world. Um, so we talked about that. We heard from people who have aged out. Uh, we talked about trauma and books because we have a lot of 
a lot of material. Uh, we talked about kind of the practical side of, of this work and our c- partnership with professional resources like counseling and social work. Um, we talked about aging out worldwide, um, which I think left us with more questions than answers, but it was a good conversation to get started. Uh, we talked about how to help and kind of some of the things that you as a listener can do to jump in and, and start this kind of work and get involved. And here we are. Are you sticking to the episode with our youth telling their stories being your favorite? Yeah, I think I think it's my favorite because I think it is um, something that any organization working with young adults who have aged out should make a priority. So to me, it's really important that we're putting their voices at the forefront. It's also really good um, for them in in a safe setting to be able to share their stories and their experiences and to feel heard, right? When we talk with Natalia about giving someone the chance to speak and kind of cry out um, and we just are sitting there to listen, like it, it validated the things for me as well and just giving people a space to tell their stories without judgment and without fear of being hurt. Yeah, I really liked doing those interviews with them I love interviewing in general. That's something I used to do in my previous professional life, so it's been really nice to explore that again here on the podcast. Um, I I think those are my favorite episodes as well, any of the ones where we have guests. Um, I also loved our books episode because, as I mentioned, you can probably hear how giddy I am in that episode to just talk about the books that I love. Um, And I love a good list, too, so maybe we'll make some more lists in upcoming podcast that's a good um, point to make Uh, we're gonna take a break now after this season so we have some time for you the listener to leave us feedback on what you want to hear more of and what you liked about this season of this first season of our podcast visit our website thedrygroundproject.org and get in touch with us to let us know yeah and I think you know we we loved the interview side of things as well and I think the point of this podcast is to pull in more people with more stories and so if you have a story to tell we would love to give kind of a a platform for it right and that's Yeah. yeah we intentionally stayed local to our context here in Latvia for our first season but we're we're willing and excited to explore the technology to have remote guests um so we'll see what next season holds The first season of the Dry Ground Project podcast is sponsored by Lighthouse Transitional Care, a Christ-focused nonprofit organization in Riga, Latvia, working with young adults aged out of the orphan care system. Consider supporting the Lighthouse and learn more at lighthouselatvia.org. So what are some themes that we trace throughout this first season? What what came up over and over? There were a few things for me, but I'll ask you first. Um, well, the one thing I remember myself saying a lot was that the work is too important to, to kind of like... To half-ass. Yeah, it's just, it's too important. And it's, it's too important to burn out, which is why you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself and your team. It's too important not to research. It's too important not to spend the time and energy learning um, from the youth and from professionals. 
So, yeah, I, I think for me, that's always a theme I return to. It's like, these, our kids are so worth it. They're worth every ounce of energy that we pour into this work. And if you can't have that mindset, then you won't pursue these, these other things that are going to benefit them in the long run. Yeah. And I think one of the main things that does benefit them that we talked about a lot is community. And we already knew that going in. So, of course, we're going to talk a lot about the value of a strong community um, and healthy, safe mentors. But all of our guests, even the youth themselves, brought this up kind of on their own. We didn't we weren't poking them with a stick or, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be one of those things that she edits out. Hopefully not. We'll see. You know, we weren't putting words in their mouth, I don't think. Um, It's just obvious, um, and it's something we have to return to and remind ourselves of that um, even though we're not professionals, which is another thing we said a lot, um, we we are able and willing to create a safe community. And we have done that, and um, it's important. Is there one thing or one moment that really stands out for you? throughout any of our conversations? Hmm. For me, I keep thinking of our talk with Natalia and the image of the crying baby. Yeah. It, it was a really good reminder for me because um, I just, I think my role more than, well, maybe not yours necessarily, but um, more than any of my coworkers at the lighthouse is really administrative and I need to be either behind a camera or behind a computer most of the time. So it's, it's hard for me to make that switch into connecting time. Um, and to, to remember that our youth are just little babies crying at us. Yeah, that, that was a super, um, sweet moment and, and imagery for, for Nathalie to pull up for us. And, I think a couple weeks after we recorded that episode, one of our youth messaged me and was like, can I talk to you? And just, I just need to be like a baby for a second. And I was like, all right, I have the image here in my head. And she was like coming to me with this, like the, the, the child in me needs to whine and cry about this. And at the end of our conversation, all I said was like, um, uh, I think what I said was, okay, I'm, I'm speaking to the little baby deep inside your heart right now. I hear you and I hear you crying and you're going to be okay. And she was just like, ah, you know, like it was what she needed to hear. And, and I think being able to be intentional and say, like, I'm not speaking to grown up you right now. I'm speaking to this smaller, more vulnerable version of you. And like, you're safe and, and it's going to be all right. And I think that Natalia kind of giving us that imagery was able to give me the language to communicate that more directly with this young adult. Yeah, I think that's true for everybody. I'm sorry I hurt your little baby self by telling you that you don't talk loud enough. Yeah. I forgive you. Thanks. I whisper quietly into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dramatic, you guys. That's fine. I think we should talk a little bit about the episode that was the hardest for us. Um, The kind of aging out worldwide and why it was so hard for us. I know probably in the podcast we mentioned that it was a challenge, um, but why do you think that it is so hard to keep track of young adults once they've left a system? Well, as Dotse reminded us when we talked to her, there's just not a lot of follow-up. 
from social workers, from anyone after these youth aged out. As our youth pointed out, there's the switch from, oh, you're a little poor orphan, I'm going to help you, to why don't you have it together? And if that's society's perception, then who cares what the numbers are? They're just going to get lumped into the other statistics that we hear about houselessness, about addiction, about, you know, the social welfare system. And, you know, I think I think people aren't paying attention to where these people are coming from and what the deeper issues at play are. Yeah. And um, I think after this, uh, the podcast uh, on Aging Out Worldwide, I was kind of just curious and continuing to look in to what data is out there. And one thing that came up was um, houselessness in the U.S. 50% of the people experiencing that are from the foster care system. But instead of saying this many kids from the foster care system end up houseless, we say this many people that are houseless are from the foster care system. And so we're, we're taking one issue and we're making that the priority when really we should be looking at why is 50% of this population coming from the foster care system? And what about that system is setting them up for this life? Yeah. And the, the same thing with um, the prison system here in Latvia. We know one prison, a boys' prison, that is 70% foster care system, orphan care system. And Latvia doesn't quite have the school-to-prison pipeline that the U.S. has, but even still, with, with just those numbers. Also, there are numbers up all over our office whiteboard now about about this like this is something we're continuing to think about and it sucks for me because I have a math learning disability (laughs) yeah numbers are not her thing and honestly I uh not a fan of numbers but I I guess the work was too important and so I just kind of decided that I was going to have to get over this and and do the research and find the the information that I can um one thing I'm passionate about on on the side of work as well as collecting this kind of information because if people don't know there's an issue they won't help with an issue and there there are issues all over that that people just haven't been exposed to yeah and people being rational creatures numbers speak to them unless you're me with my dyscalculia it's real google it yeah, but that was that was a super hard um, podcast to record on that kind of um, data-driven side. And also, I think, on this emotional, spiritual side of just the, the sheer number of kids in the system, in the orphanage care uh, or foster care system, that won't find families. You know, adoption rate is, is not 100%. And a lot of kids in the system aren't eligible for adoption. So then what's, what's the goal? there you know that's true i i feel like the american christian community um is really waking up to the fact that adoption isn't or adoption shouldn't be romanticized like it has been in the past that adoption isn't easy that adoption is is always kind of a worst case scenario almost and um but is it i think aging out without a family and without resources might be the worst case scenario um but here we are (laughs) needing it head on and and thanks to organizations like faith to action who are advocating for that message of of um adoption being difficult 
and the institutional care isn't the best uh, option either. So now that I'm bummed out, (laughs) uh, we can remind ourselves of talking about self-care, which was in our episode about practical um, approaches, I guess, to this work. Let's let's talk about self-care because I think, you know, we we talk a lot about just how hard the work is and, you know, we're both doing this 40 hours a week. Um, But also just the the emotional weight of the work. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone home like really broken over some of the stories of our kids and what they've had to go through and the the discrimination that they're facing even now as they are trying to figure out their their life, right? It's just unfair. It's just absolutely unfair and it's really easy to let that unfairness kind of weigh us down and we can um uncenter ourselves in uh, at least I know I can I tend to be kind of a gloom and doom uh, (laughs) mindset I guess well we both get angry I think yeah and it's funny that you're bringing that up because I think I've had more anger since we started recording this podcast about the injustice that Mm -hmm. our youth face just things have been coming up left and right and is this spiritual attack I don't know (laughs) the answer is yes but yeah I mean it's 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 injustice right and I think the anger that we feel is like pales in in comparison to the anger okay uh (laughs) I don't speak any languages uh it it pales in comparison to the injustice and anger um that, that God it like has towards this topic right and um that is in some ways comforting like I don't have to be the maddest person in the room about the the topic because I know uh that this is a righteous anger and uh, it's it's for you know my kids and the unfairness that that they're facing and the system of this kind of cyclical um inheritance that they've been given right like many of our youth are fourth generation orphanage kids and um knowing that we're interrupting that is is going to bring some i think spiritual hardship for sure do you have any extra self-care advice uh since we've recorded that episode you're doing something soon i am i am care for yourself. taking a week away i'm just i, I keep joking that i'm just going to disappear for a week um which is pretty accurate but this is something that Like, going into the lighthouse, I had a year and a half of, like, vision, prayer, and planning, and, like, writing and sending it to friends and getting it completely torn apart by my friends that are really analytical. Callie was one of those. Um, But I would send it to these people that are, you know, they're business strategists and they're they're friends that are just critical. (laughs) Uh, And I would, I, I spent this whole year and a half doing this. Uh, before the lighthouse was ever a thing and when I did that I was planning five years out kind of hoping I would have time to sit down and do the next five and I haven't and so self-care for me going into this is also just a, a space to rest but also a space to have the time to think and pray and plan again for these next five ten years um, because the work hasn't slowed down at all uh, so I wasn't able to sit down and think and plan anymore after after we got started. So um, 
yeah, it's a way to take care of myself personally and professionally and spiritually. Yep, looking forward to seeing what you glean from that time, and also I will miss you. It's going to be a hard week. Your your call to action, listener, is just to get in touch with us and tell us anything. Anything about you, anything that you want to hear, anything that you're doing. Anything feels like your high-low buffalo. Stretch. High-low buffalo is good. Whatever. Whatever. We're open. I, I'll read email all day. <laughs> I will not, so please email Callie. I'm a fast reader. <laughs> Fun Callie fact. Yeah. That is. <laughs> fast reader, just not numbers. I just realized that we're, we're really ending. We're really ending. This is really the end of season one. Well, I still have a few, at least a week of editing ahead of me, so I'm not going to get emotional yet. And I'm looking forward to releasing our very first podcast and eating an almond croissant. You want to have a word from the producer? <laughs> Do you have anything to say? Do you want to say your high-low buffalo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to have a microphone. He, he has things to say. <clears throat> okay, this is the second and final word from our producer for season one. I think the high would be working with Emmett and Kelly to see that they're their passion it was it was inspiring i would say uh to see what they what they're doing how they would talk and uh, it was really nice to to see they navigating through this podcast um my low i think would be hearing the stories of the the kids that we interviewed here it was it's, it's more from a place of like I was like listening and almost crying because it just, I think it resonates a little bit with you guys talked, like this anger that like oh my gosh I, we need to do something how how can this still happens nowadays so I would say that, that that, it's my low, my buffalo. Um, I don't think I have a buffalo. I think the buffalo is that. It's really weird just because I'm the only one with the headphones, so I can really hear myself. <laughs> okay, you can so. stop talking now. <laughs> if it's if it's too weird for you. So it's a, it's a new experience. So let's see, that's my buffalo. Yeah. Well, you've learned a ton doing this so far, and I'm impressed with your willingness, as always, in all things, to jump in and help. Yeah, I mean, I, I also expect that everyone who listened to this learned as much as I did because there was a lot of good stuff here so thank you for inviting me to work with you guys thank you so sweet it's just yeah. a big love fest in here today. <laughs> i know it is i love you both but talk louder yeah our support group meets after this <laughs> we'll cry into our almond croissant i've never been accused of being a bully come on well, Look at me. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> no, we love Callie. Um, my husband, uh, after I was complaining about being told I was too quiet, jokingly, because everything we do is pretty playful, but uh, he turned to Callie and he was like, good, you should make her better at like everything. Why don't you tell her all the things she's doing wrong? And he just was like all about it. And I was like, um, I can't handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Iron is sharpening iron here, though. Yeah, 
That is true. That's what friendship is for. That's what um, workplaces are for, I guess, professionally. Mm-hmm. What do I know? Nice. <laughs> We're experts. Okay. Well, signing off for the last time. We won't see you in the next episode until after our break. We'll see you in season two of the Dry Ground Project podcast. And we're looking forward to it. Yeah, we are. Bye, Amanda. Bye, Callie. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening. The Dry Ground Project is hosted and produced by us, Callie Newton and Amanda Bannister. Music and production support by Aaron Newton. Sound production and design by Jonathan Nevis. Find us online at thedrygroundproject.org, on Instagram at thedrygroundproject, and on Twitter at drygroundproj. See you next time. (laughs) I hope you find your dad. (laughs) 